One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's an FA Cup fourth round platter for you this weekend, and it'll be Egypt versus Senegal in the AFCON final. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. It's Friday, 4th of February. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Venetian Hunteraja. Looking around the room to try and figure out who the wit is in town today. Someone's yes. been meddling with the running order very amusingly. How nice is this, guys? Back in a room together, Great. taking the mickey out of each other. The way you said that is like you were looking all around the studio under the table for some kind of humour today <laughs> because you're struggling with the people you've got. Is that I don't mean? feel that at all, okay, Luke Moore. I look at you, I see Lord Banter and I think, <laughs> <laughs> strap oh, on in. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Don't encourage it, Vish. Oh, this is the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> I think. Was it you who started it or Marcus? It was definitely not me. Okay. I wouldn't, no, it I wouldn't Marcus, presume. Yeah. I would not dare yeah. to presume. But I'm back after a little trip and I'm feeling footloose and fancy free. So. I was, I was going to ask how you were because no one really asked how you're doing. Oh, what? Because I always ask the other people. Yeah, also because you're in a weird fucking mood today. I just <laughs> to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's because I've got sugar in my coffee I'll as well honest, as being back from holiday. The next 45 minutes or so, I'm pretty worried about it. Oh, this is a longer one, isn't it? It's yeah. Friday. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I think. Mainly, Vish is just worried about the game. Yeah, I think so. As well, I think I'm worried about the game. (laughs) As well, he should be. Oh, he's feeling confident, possibly, as well. He should be. AFCON semi finals are completed. Cameroon nil, Egypt nil. Bloody hell. Why don't people train at taking penalties, Vish? Egypt, it is that go through. It was a really, really um, just such an unsatisfying penalty shootout. 
I don't mind bad misses, but they need to be shared by both teams. Oh yeah, that's you true. can't be missing three in a row and ruining it from there. It was yeah, really quite a shame. And also, if perhaps though, it was a penalty shootout that game deserved because it was quite tense. Egypt have a bit of anti-football about them, and so who'd have thought that from a Carlos Kuros? <laughs> yeah, Carlos Kuros has got all sorts of yeah. Well, I'm sure we get onto his red yeah. card, but uh... yeah, and and so yeah, maybe maybe that was the ending we deserved. Something as meek as that. Um, I mean, Egypt's penalty shootout record is very strong, mm. but it is. I mean, I wouldn't say I watch an awful lot of Egypt as an international team, but if they're up against that in penalty shootouts, then it's not going to be difficult to 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 record more wins than losses. I mean. It was, like, frankly, just awfully bad. <laughs> like, so bad. The Clinton and G penalty was like, I mean... Oh, that made me so sad. Yeah, I, I, want, I, <laughs> I understand you're in a pressure situation. I understand it's tough. But I want you to at least appear like you want to be there. I think, <laughs> I think that should be where we, you know, up to and including that, you know what your job is and you've got to do it the best you can yeah. in that situation. And it just looked like, oh, I'll just get this out of the way. I'll just get this out of the way. <laughs> it, was like, it was like basically a man who had 15 errands to do in one day and the least important one he was doing first, like posting a letter to his aunt or something. I'll just do that really quickly. I'll get that done and I'll move on to the really But he throws it in the sea. Yeah, yeah, and it was the most important <laughs> thing. I, Crazy. Thought, I was surprised that um, Abubakar, Vincent Abubakar before said that he didn't really rate he didn't really rate Mo Salah and I thought that might awaken some sort of beast mode in Mo Salah but it didn't it didn't really and he didn't in fact have to take a penalty because the penalty shootout no. was so terrible generally he yeah. had a chance didn't he Salah which was really unlike him to it ended up making um, Onana look really good yeah. but if you're in the replay there's a really poor touch from Salah where there was that kind of short back pass yeah. and Salah went in and Onana was about 50 yards out and Salah could have just gone straight past him. Yeah. But his first touch was so poor, it made Nanana look like he made a really good tackle when he didn't really. It was just it, easy to do it. It was brave, but it could have ended in an absolute disaster. Yeah, he's Anana's had a pretty weird uh, tournament generally because he was he was looking particularly shaky in the game against Comoros, for example. Well, they had a standing well, keeper. They had a standing yeah, left he, back playing he as an, the opposition goalie. He did, a stand, he did an impression of a standing keeper at the start of the game. Yeah, I mean, I think he was just trying to make him feel comfortable. Oh, he's just a good guy. I think he's a great goalkeeper generally. He's really highly sought after, really highly thought of. Um, And and that that thing about um, Abubakar saying that about Salah is, is... it's, I like it because it's a it's a real low percentage play because it could go either way. Uh. Like, and I think it's more likely to go the way that Salah's going to channel that. And normally, of course, he didn't score, but they went, they went through and he's been a really important player in this tournament so far. So it's a bit of an odd one, but um, yeah. Wait, you say channel it, but um, for, for it to awaken a beast, you then need to have access to the beast. And you've got, in this situation, pass the beast the ball. Yeah. Yes. I think he's been so isolated because of the way that Egypt has decided to shut up shop and, and done it in a very, very different way. If you think of like, you want them to be more like Abu Trika Egypt rather than Hossam Ghali. Yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah. I, well, you're right. And I think what he was able to do, Salah, in the game against Morocco was he was able just to take, take the game away from them. Yeah. Like, so Morocco have got some really good um, individual players and they're a good team. Then Salah just. He just seems to burst into life, lays on a, an assist on a plate yeah. and scores. And it's like, okay, well, that's the game. And the goal he scored against Morocco, that's the one I remember, was he was like proper Johnny on the spot from a, from a parry from the goalkeeper, I think, and just slotted it in. Um, so he obviously that's what the, the, the really top players do. I would have preferred um, Cameroon to go through, to be honest. Uh, it's got more of I'm, a narrative I'm, to it. I'm pulling for Senegal in the final for sure. Yeah, on the on the Salah front, he is a 23 goals and nine assists in 26 games for Liverpool this season. But yeah, hey, look, it's not bad, is it? You got to get up early to impress 
Liverpool, Liverpool fans will have to use that to keep them warm <laughs> when, he, when he runs his contract down and leaves them free. No, Speaking and, of Liverpool, yeah. Salamane final. Yeah. Uh, anyone fancy uh, Rooney Ronaldo Euro 2004 Redux? But the thing is, that didn't really affect him at United, did it? But this one will It'd be really I, funny. I was, and I'm not saying that as a fan of another club. I was, <laughs> I, can I just say this reminded me of something? So I was at a thirtieth birthday party on Saturday, and it was a two thirtieth. Yeah. Oh, you get yourself invited to thirtieth birthday well, parties. What can, say? What? what can I say? Goodness me. Uh, I mean, I don't know what kind of social structure you come from, and to be honest, I don't really want to know. <laughs> but if you're not all put in years. And yeah, you, have to you only... still ha- you're definitely you definitely yeah. still have the school year. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could invite him, but he was born in July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was a 2000s theme party and it had loads of um, posters up on the wall, things that had happened in that era. And one of them was just a still of Ronaldo winking after he got Rooney sent off, right? <laughs> I didn't have to explain that situation to my American wife. I had no idea about it. And I just remember thinking to myself, God, that was a really odd thing to have to say. <laughs> that seems almost impossibly quaint now. It was really, really strange. So she was like, okay. And why was that such a big story? I oh, don't know, really. Not really sure. Yeah. Look, there's four footballers' wives on the wall. Uh, <laughs> don't know about that either. Enjoy, enjoy that. That used to be a thing. So it could be a big deal. Would you like to have a big bust up, a big punch up? I think it'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Does Kirosh get... I shouldn't answer, ask a question I don't know the answer to. Mm. The, but should, He's you know, not going to be on the sideline for the he'll final. He'll get suspended for the final. Correct. And yeah. also his number two, I think, yes. got sent off as well. So That was genuinely quite Bizarre. threatening. I thought it was just bizarre, wasn't Mayo it? So, Goma, the assistant, yeah. Because yeah. initially it was on the pitch, it was Tolo and Sobi were fighting a bit or squaring up to each other. And so you're sort of watching that and then suddenly there's this second yellow situation going on for, for Kirosh. Yeah. They, apparently their behaviour, speaking, well, rather reading people who've been out there covering the tournament, um, Egypt's behaviour on the sidelines has been disgraceful apparently right have uh, they really okay, yeah but, like, this has been coming because I found that Kiarosh's reaction obviously you don't know what's been said or I wasn't obviously there but you, that kind of reaction from a manager I do understand if it's like a really dangerous challenge or a really oh uh, yeah it just seemed out of nothing didn't it it was really and he wouldn't be talked down either no and, and, and the no. stakes are actually quite high because now he's not on the touchline for the final that's a big deal yeah. I mean, it's not as though Kiarosh has won 5 million trophies as a manager so I don't understand why he completely lost his discipline I also think it's a a poor example of leadership for his team as well. It is, yeah. And and is it better or worse than the Ecuador game against Peru on Wednesday night when um, Gustavo Afaro came that they conceded because they couldn't find a player's shirt? <laughs> is that is that a better or worse experience of like leadership in football, managing to co- corral your team back into an eleven man sort of situation? In many ways, I am kind of grateful for the English football break because we've got to look a lot at South America and South America is a, is a brand of football that just refuses to move on. <laughs> it just refuses to say, do you know what? We're going to stop fucking doing this now. It's 2022, uh, which is uh, for me very, very, very enjoyable. Like if you're going to see a three players chasing a referee off the pitch, um, I, you're going to see it in South America. And 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 also what I also like about South American players when they're playing for their international teams is they get so into it they'll regularly have fights and they'll know they'll be conscious that their feet are their best weapons. So no one throws punches. They do. They fly kick. They karate kick. They I axe have, kick. I have a, a lot of time for that because there's a Carl McGrath element to it where it's basically just survival by survival. That's all punching Same. in the crotch, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's but it's the way that in in fighting if you did that, someone would be like, oh, that's not very. Um, that's not very really noble of you. It's not like, very gentlemanlike. Yeah, yeah. You, but you're trying to stab me, mate. I'm not kicking you in the balls. So, yeah. so the situation here, just to clarify, is that their right back was injured and they they had only 10 men on the pitch because 
they couldn't make the sub, I guess, because they couldn't find his kit. Right. <laughs> it's not great, is it? But don't they... Uh, I don't, I don't that happens, this. I, think, I think that happens more it? often than you think it should happen, that a team... It happens quite a lot in the football People league. People trying to put their shoes up. on. Who is that? Um, that happens all the time. Though. The yeah. shoe thing happens all the time. Okay, okay, okay. Also, the shirt thing is that they just don't want to sit there and like... No, but what I'm talking about is and... I reckon it happens a couple times a season where a team, say in the Football League, will go to an away game and the kitman hasn't packed the Oh, I see. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. And they're like, oh, we have to use the other team's away shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If that happens in a derby game, that's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. I know, I know it's, if it's a derby game, it'll naturally probably be closer. You can just go home and get your kit again. But like, imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine if like, you know what I mean? Don't get it. I need to go home. Like Forest, Forest v Derby or whatever. And there's no time to go back. And then Forest have to wear Derby's away shirt. What you would do in that's absolutely you would do in that situation <laughs> is make the away team wear your home kit. Like, no, yes. no, you're, you're going to wear this. Yeah. And, like uh, that a lot. And, and then if you score, you have to kiss the badge. Yeah. You're not, or you're not going to get to wear it. <laughs> they, should have to go skin, they should have to go skins. Yes. Sharpie the sponsor on their chest. Stripped to the waist. Yeah. Skin on skin. Yeah. Afara said we can't make such mistakes. Yeah, well, I agree with that. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, the final between Egypt and Senegal in AFCON. That takes place on Sunday. I'm not quite convinced about this whole Thursday night semi Sunday night final. And I feel like they need a bit okay. more of a... So it'd be Tuesday, Wednesday, you think it should have been? Yeah, I don't like you. The answer always now to scheduling of football games is everything all the time. Yeah, yeah so that's true. Fine. Uh, Steve Bruce is back in management, people. He said he might, he, he teased us, didn't he, Luke? He teased you by saying, yeah. oh, it might, his a thousandth game might have been his last against Tottenham, it was. So I'm compiling a list of the most frightening sentences available in football. <laughs> um, I said earlier in the season, one of them is uh, John Joe Shelby starts despite a lack of pre-season minutes. That's definitely one of the most frightening sentences in football. We had one yesterday and now all it rests on the former Spurs man. <laughs> That was that's one. a really good one, yeah. 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 And this is a new one. Steve Bruce is back in management. That's six. Six words, six <laughs> words sentence. We should it's a poem, fear. really, isn't it? Yeah. It's like one of those short stories. Yeah, and, and it should be followed by a subtext which says, um, and everyone reacts by saying, I hope it's not my club. <laughs> and everyone cheered. But, <laughs> so but the, the, the question, question though, we should probably say, as we talked about them yesterday, oh, yeah. is West Bromwich Albion. Do you think they'll be bringing cabbages to the Hawthorns, Vish? Why? Do you not remember that? When no. someone lobbed at the end of, when he was a Villa boss, when he was the Villa oh, boss. Oh, yes. When yeah. someone lobbed, I can't remember the game. It was like a, it was actually like a draw. Or I think it was um, looking at like Preston, someone like that. Yeah. And someone lobbed a cabbage at him. It does ring a bell. And yeah. then he had to, oh, it's, I don't know if there's footage, but I just, for I some reason, the cabbage really st- stuck with me, partly because aesthetically, there is a, there is a similarity. I don't, I don't, def- I don't, wouldn't defend that behaviour. No. So you're saying <laughs> you, 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 someone, you were defending. Yeah. If someone throws a th- throws a vegetable or fruit at you, as long as it looks like you, it's fine. It's a loophole. Yeah. It's a loophole. Yeah. It's some and extension. So I have to pick it up, and he's initially angry, and then has to go. <laughs> and then start doing his hair. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! It. It's Jesus. Jesus is in this cabbage. <laughs> yeah. That's what he should have done. There. Um. Yeah. It's. It feels like though. This is. We should talk about Championship Bruce and Premier League Bruce because so no, that's he, fair because he's won four promotions from the Championship uh, and yeah. evidently when he manages in the Premier League he's only thinking about not getting relegated because of the size that he is with whether it's the ones he's taken to promotion or for example in the case of Newcastle where he was fa- his I suppose his ambitions were found out to an extent because he was he basically just had to tread water when the when Newcastle fans didn't want that but the owner was happy with that. Um, so I mean, th- this is quite a smart appointment. I quite like the fact that he's um, 
having been Sunderland boss and then Newcastle boss and then Villa boss <laughs> and Birmingham boss, he's trying to tick off all these different I mean, rivalries. It's fair to say he's the world's first agnostic football manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's kind right. of aware of rivalries, but he just needs to see more evidence for their existence. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a bit like Ross Kemp. He's just going, <laughs> going into these games. But like, you hate them, do you? Well, have, have a look over there. Yeah. Yeah. So his first team talk is just uh, everyone with balaclavas on. Yeah. <laughs> and him talking to them through an interpreter. Just grabbing the gun. No, why? Put <laughs> that down. No. Did he shoot me? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you're right to say that he has been had some success in the championship. It would be far That's a lot of success. You can't bit, play that down. It is, but it's not, it's not that recent. He manages up in both ways. Um, nice. What does that mean? Don't wink when you say that. Yeah. I didn't wink. It's really sinister. Ugh. I didn't wink. I wasn't, I wasn't channeling Ronaldo. This is why you're not allowed yeah. near 30-year-olds. That kind of <laughs> That's why you didn't get invited to that party. Oh, yeah. my God. I was yeah. away having fun. Yeah. Um, uh, With people your up. own age. A boyfriend goes to another school, it's fine. <laughs> you wouldn't know him. Really tall, though. Ripped. I mean... It was just a reference. Now I've explained it. You made it all shit. It was just a reference <laughs> to the fact that he managed the man. He manages the chairman and people like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I see what you're saying. Yeah, and he's right. managing up the but table. If I can make a semi-serious point, it would be this. <laughs> it depends how much he's been damaged by that experience at Newcastle United, mm. which, joking aside, you know, was probably quite traumatic. Very, very. All, I imagine it's all-consuming for his life, given his, you know, the fact that he's, you know, the background he's got and all the rest of it, and the fact that he, he was. You know, it, at the very least, he was managing on about five different fronts because he had he, he probably felt quite alone and there's a lack of support because of the hands-off nature of the, of the chairman and because all the fans were, were vociferously against him. I was actually surprised to see that he was in the running to do another job. I mm. thought he wanted to take some time out. Clearly, he wants to. He's one of these people who wants to stay busy and all the rest of it. But his his most recent job in terms of his win percentage and stuff like that was was the worst he's done. Mm. So I mean, it will be. It's, I think it's quite an odd appointment, personally. I think, I think it will disappoint West Brom fans as well. Uh, he has been a guy who has taken time. Do you remember? Because it was, I think, when he finished the village job, it was when his family, his parents had perhaps died, and he did take the time. And he was like, "I need, I'll take yeah. this job, but I'm going to go on a family holiday before that." Or he something. went to watch the cricket in the Caribbean in 2019 before he took. He the had a really, did, he had a really okay, difficult right. time of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think, but it does sound like that he is someone who takes it into account, and he has got his son in his backroom staff. Good. And, we, and we've been balanced on the show of him, haven't we? Some of us have been reasonable and some of us, when asked for a response, like Pete, have said, um, how do, how would you like to um, commemorate Steve Bruce's 1,000th match in charge? Right. He responded by saying, he's a little fatty and I don't <laughs> want him there. So, you know, there's, there's, there's the broad church of opinions about Steve Bruce. And I think it's fair that we make that, cl- like that clear. Now, let's discuss something that we talked about on Wednesday in connection with Wraith Rovers and the signing of David Goodwillie. The update is that he will not play for Wraith Rovers and the club is reviewing his contract after admitting it got it wrong by signing him. Mm. Now, the conversation we had on Wednesday was around the fact that he he had been signed despite the fact that a judge had ruled him to be a rapist and and he had paid damages towards his, uh, his victim back in 2017. Uh... Very high-profile supporters of the club, in particular, crime writer Val McDermott, uh, said she was going to stop supporting them on the back of this. And subsequently, there was this sort of not great statement released by Wraith Rovers. And since then, now they've changed their mind. Um, What do we make of this? Because in the end, the outcome is probably the best outcome for, for, for the club, for everyone connected with the club. But as... 
Robert Demet said, the same people who made the decision are still in charge. Those who love and value the club are still on the outside. They need to be on the inside, shaping the future for the community. Yeah, I mean, the club have shown their colours, really, haven't they? They would have known everything with David Goodwillie's backstory. They would have known the... The blowback they were going to get from signing him, they were only well, They focused. might not have, actually. No, I, I don't believe that. I think they... Because he was playing for Clyde. Sure. And he yeah. was club captain there. He played for them for many years. Sure, but they would, you know, you, you would know. And, and the thing, I suppose, about this industry, and we talk about it all the time in not necessarily positive terms, but it's a phrase we use a lot about how it's a results-based industry. And that was all they were focused on, really. They were just focused on the goals, the goals he scored at Clyde. Um, and, yeah, so... You know, I, I totally agree with Val here in terms of it's not just a case of having this U-turn because you see that you're basically getting unwanted attention now. It's, you know, the, the people like her, even, you know, the the women's team, I, th- I think as it stands right now, they're still working towards being a separate entity mm. th- from Wraith Rovers. That might change in the, you know, maybe even today in the next coming week or so. But it's about comfort, isn't it? And people... People always have a choice in these situations, even in like high-pressurised professional environments where they can make everyone feel comfortable, feel welcome, while also striving for excellence that requires a degree more, I don't know, a, a bit of ruthlessness, I suppose. And they chose an option that many fans will still remember and I'm sure plenty won't forget. Mm. I, I think it's a, obviously it's a positive step. It's it's a good thing that fans' voice can be heard, and that decent thinking, decent minded people can 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 you know can sort can arrange for a U turn of a decision of this nature. But the concern is the 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 level to which decision makers at the club are out of step with just common decency and and their fans' own opinions. Because ultimately, you know, look, take take the whole situation, put it to one side. To be a successful chairman of a a, a community asset like a football club, you should be in step with what your ultimately your customers, your fans, the people that you rely upon for the club to exist and what they think. Your community. Yeah, your community, exactly. And to take to take this decision almost unilaterally and not consider the implications is um is just at best just really thoughtless and at worst like quite sinister. So given given the context. So I don't I don't particularly buy I mean I thought the statement was quite odd because you're <laughs> yeah. saying a lot of stuff that was actually obvious to any right minded thinking person anyway. <laughs> and now ultimately your position is you were going to do a terrible thing and now you're not going to do a terrible thing. So I don't think you deserve credit for that. The best thing you should do is not do the terrible thing. Mm. And, and I, I, I do think they deserve a certain amount of re- low-level respect for fronting up and saying, look, you know, we're sorry we got it wrong. Obviously, the imperative is they have to do that because there's no, it's not tenable otherwise. Um, so, But it's the least they can do, but they do deserve a small amount of credit for that. I just think, you know, it's, it's a really exalted position and it's an ambassadorial position to be a football player. It's a privilege, really. And I don't think for one second that people who get to that level don't work really hard to achieve it. But it does come along with its own kind of social contract as well. So much of our lives publicly is about the intangibles, not about the tangibles, about the intangibles. And if you're going to behave in the way that David Goodwillie has been proven to behave, he has to understand that there's going to be some ramifications about that that aren't necessarily based on a fine or based on a custodial sense or whatever it may be. And he's got to live with that. And that's right. So for Wraith Rovers or for any football club, to facilitate the rehabilitation of him when he has shown no contrition at all and no chance of rehabilitating himself is wrong. And I'm pleased they've changed their mind. And I don't think he should be playing football at a good level uh, ever again, personally. The thing is about is key about what you just said about re- rehabilitation, guys, because 
you know, some people have perhaps gone down a bit of an odd rabbit hole about the idea of rehabilitating him. And, you know, he's a guy who, he why should he not be able to work ever again? And clearly the important thing is that, you know, if you commit a crime in society, I, I don't want to sit here and say we should write everybody off yeah. um, if they've made it a terrible mistake or if they've committed a a terrible crime. Of course not. But you're right to say this ambassadorial thing. And in the context, which we talked a bit about on Wednesday very well, I thought you guys did, um, in the context of some of the terrible stuff that's going on in football, some of the famous names who are currently in courts accused Mm. uh, of rape and various other things. Yeah. It's a really odd and sad indictment of the fact that that just seems to have washed over uh, the people in charge at Race Rovers. I would broaden it. I would broaden it out again as, as well. Again, I would say, look at if you've got a minute, take the time to look at the sheer numbers of incidents of sexual violence towards women in the UK. It's it's an epidemic, and the fact that it's been unreported and underreported is shameful in terms of the media of responsibility to do that, and shameful in terms of the criminal justice system that should be combating it. There are, I mean, if you look at um, the figures provided by like organisations like Rape Crisis. The, the amount of reported sexual assaults on women every year in the UK is in the high hundreds of thousands every year. It works out as something like 70 an hour, every hour, all year. So this is a very small part of a wider societal problem. And it's not, it's not surprising that football, again, is reflecting society more broadly. Mm. And football should show more the leadership on it than it does. But then, really, that's a drop in the ocean because football should show leadership on a load of stuff that it doesn't fucking bother to. So we shouldn't be surprised by that. Certainly true. All right, guys, it's time for a break. After this, we'll get to the FA Cup fourth round. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Otra vez, dale, dale, dale. Bien, bien. Yo, Rino Cero. Dale, Vixa. Juan Vixa. Juan Gonzalo. Bien, bien, Pesaro. Good, good. I like this kind of work. Bien, bien. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's me, Vish, and Luke with you this Friday or Saturday or Sunday or any day of the week. You can listen to us. You can listen back to us if you want to, can't you, Luke? That's yeah, you how can. you that's how you spend your time when you haven't got I already knew that. You don't tell me that like it's the first time I've heard that. You I just that you're that. just life is wall to wall rambles in the background. I can just do isn't whatever it? I want. Yeah, yeah, lovely. I just stuff. choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> just call us up instead. All right, here are your emails. If you've got something for us, shuffleramble.com. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh no, the small little... plant has fallen over. Okay, you knocked over the decorative plant. <laughs> Is it um... not real? Oh, look at that! <laughs> Where's all the soil? Oh, no. Um... I pulled the decorative plant out of the pot. Anyway, it's not real. Because there's no light in here, because we're in a studio. But it's nice to have a bit of green. The listeners don't care. <laughs> uh, it's time for an email. Ben has got in touch. Our friend Ben. Hello to you, Ben. Um, following up on Ollie's email yesterday, Ben says it reminded him of his own experiences of rogue referees. I'll let ben, ben pick up the story. He says, while at school, a retired maths teacher used to volunteer to referee our Wednesday afternoon five-a-side football. The game got so far away from the traditional game of football <laughs> that, as a result, that we renamed it, uh, renamed it Swain Ball <laughs> after the teacher Brenda Swain. Notably, a team would have to appeal cricket style for a goal whenever the ball went vaguely near the net. A vigorous appeal following a shot hitting the side netting was just as likely to be given a goal <laughs> as if you stuck it in the empty net. To this day, I think that a system based on appealing to a half-asleep referee tucked away in the storage cupboard of a sports hall, maybe in professional football this would be a distracted fourth official, would make for a much greater spectacle than the sterile use of goal line technology. Ah, <laughs> oh, Brenda, Brenda, Brenda. Yeah. I, I often- think... Sorry, I was just going to say the thing about football is the clarity of that moment, isn't it? The scoring of a goal really is, it really represents football. So I just love that she's just taken that and thought, nah. Yeah, (laughs) if you want that, you've got to show me you want it. Yeah. Yeah. I find it really frustrating when defenders appeal for offside. Yeah. Because you don't need to do it. Mm. And what you're doing is you're distracting yourself from just defending. I don't know why coaches don't say to players, particularly now in the age of VAR, just play. That don't worry about it. Just do your best to defend it because that gives us a better chance of not conceding. If it's offside, they're going to take care of it. Don't worry about putting your hand up in the air. Yeah, maybe that's being conditioned out of them because of VAR. But I really like the one who does it is always the one that's made the mistake. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's Trying just to make he's not got the it. line right. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I admire that. It just feels like a. Um, it feels like the last roll of the dice to save a relationship, doesn't it? Yeah. At the end, the goal's gone in, and you know you've conceded, and maybe in this case you've lost lost the game. So you just go put your hand up offside. It's like saying, I can change. Okay, you are still going to go. Okay. Fine. Luke Moore hates dissent, doesn't he? The defender of referees. Yeah. Luke no, Moore. no, that, no. That's what you like. I thought that we, uh, by the way, uh, email us, shout footballramble.com, tweet us at footballramble to get in touch. You know how Marcus did a whole raft of shows this week, and I thought that all of the jingles were Sven related, just to like keep his morale up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yesterday's not so. Very sad. Uh, let's get to the relegation six pointer this weekend. Here it is, Saturday at six o'clock. Can you cram it in? We'll find 
going out. Burnley. Is that what Ace Premier League said to the players? <laughs> yeah. Saturday six. Can you cram it in then? <laughs> Why are all these teams are playing football except us? What's going to chuck them in there then? Yeah. I feel so. I don't know. Saturday at six. <laughs> what? That's what that's what the that's what the memo said. <laughs> Is Burnley going up against Watford? Oh my goodness me! Roy Hodgson says that he's a lot less confident that Watford will be as organised as their opponents, and to be without two of the goal scorers and top players at the club, Dennis and Saar, doesn't help a great deal. Well, he just, he's spirit, just a sweet isn't talker, isn't he? He just he's knows how to get you in the mood. Them interaction. I mean, I, I, it's an improvement on some of the other stuff he was saying that we had to report on yesterday. <laughs> Some kind of weird Moby Dick fantasy that he'd developed. Yeah, yeah, they're not bloody mermaids anyway. They're sirens. Get it together. Yeah, he's got fetish for mermaids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're getting out of that? Probably. Yeah, he's of that age, isn't he? What does that mean? Disrespectful. I I feel like people who are into mermaids are of a certain vintage. What you mean? It's like the people who have like um, motivational things on the wall of their house and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, builders with like topless calendars. (laughs) That's of an era, isn't it? It's of a generation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. And like the way that people were really into Princess Diana, that kind of vibe. Same same energy. Yeah. Yeah. Always in our hearts. Um, Can we get back to get back to the relegation? Roy Roy, Roy Hodgson is the football is football's princess. Yeah. Goodbye, England's rule. You're really buying into that whole concept. Yes, I thought it was just a passing phase you wanting him in a dress but this seems like it's something that's quite a deep part of your psyche I, I just I just don't know the situation that Roy got to where he thought I know he's a very literary man he's a man of letters but I don't know where he got to the situation he's obviously just read like some kind of you know tale of daring do on the high seas <laughs> and this is in his mind and he starts talking about mermaids and sirens and rocks and all the rest of it and now he's saying I haven't got any confident players so we're fucked. We're fucked. Yeah. Um, Sean Dyche says that uh, I have to be careful with Maxwell Cornet because he's only just uh, returned from AFCON. But I mean, in terms of the defence that are going to be offered by Watford, uh, Adam Messina, he's not going to be back, is he, From because um, he was playing for Morocco? No, so he won't be back. And uh, Danny Rose, guys. No he's, one wants him to play for them. He's not featuring either. It's um, sad, isn't it? Sorry, that's a sidebar, but I think it's really interesting what happened there. It was it like is. trying to get someone who had a bit of um, ballast and like experience in to to be part, to shore up their defence, and then he's just not he's not broken into the team. This, anyway. this this game could go either way. It could be where a game where both teams are lucky to get nil, or it could be like crazy. And I'm hoping because it's Saturday evening at an odd time, mm. everyone might tap into that kind of odd energy. Mm, yes. It might be a bit, a bit full on. Um, it's it's a, needless to say a very, very important game. Burnley have won one game in the Premier League this season, I think, right? So you have to go a long way back to find, with the exception of that game they won at home to, against Brentford, to find them winning with any consistency. Now, I, I accept they've not been given the opportunity to do so <laughs> and it's hard to win if you can't play you can only beat what's in front of but you Luke what I'm trying to say is I've you seen... don't need to beat it if you don't turn up <laughs> everyone's seen so little of Burnley that it's very difficult it's to have an opinion on them yes. but, it's all, but it also feels like they've got a better squad than they did at the start of the year not least because you know Weckhorst for Wood is an upgrade Andy said it's a massive upgrade yeah, yeah. so he's a really good taker of chances I'm surprised Brassel said that's the comeback to Hornet <laughs> Turkey Redux. What, what is the what is the one thing that happens when a struggling Premier League side sign a striker in a desperate bid to stay up? The striker gets presented with loads of chances yes. and he misses all of them. So Brassel's stuck his neck on the line there. <laughs> but even you know, I know he's not, not going to play the whole game, but Cornet back as well. Even if he for a substitute appearance would be 
a big boost. I watched Burnley last time out against Arsenal, so I, I think I'm one of the few people who've seen them seen play football Burnley in January. Yeah. yeah, that was it, a nil-nil, right? It was nil-nil. Yeah, and and Burnley should have lost. Actually, Arsenal wasted a few chances, but it did feel like certain players like Dwight McNeil would be glad of a bit of company up top because it was very much all or nothing on on him. Um, one of the things funny though, because when they started, they were quite chaotic. And then they just started. Then they just stopped scoring goals. So I think they've only scored five goals in the last seven league games, but they'd scored six goals in the previous two before that run. And it feels like obviously you know Saar not being there and Denny's is going to be a, a huge problem. But yeah, I, I feel I don't feel that confident about them now. And I know Brassel said he always Brassel convinced you Luke yesterday that <laughs> Watford were going to get relegated, and I I can't <laughs> yeah, believe that. I changed yeah. my mind after about thirty. <laughs> yeah. That was so enjoyable. Does anyone else though have a feel that this this um, encounter between Dyche and Hodgson feels like the battle of one man trying to put the other other one in a care home? <laughs> That's very disrespectful. <laughs> but if, but the way that he's the way that Daish is very talking. early for Daish. Bit disappointed with that Daish. Very... The bloke's about fifty-one. No, we the other need way. to move oh, on. I see what you mean. I thought you meant. I thought you meant like a wrestling match where the loser has to go into a camp. No. We need to move on to the FA Cup. We need to get to the FA Cup because yeah. this is the whole thing I've been waiting for this whole show. Okay. Uh, Kidderminster go up against West Ham on Saturday at twelve thirty. Kidderminster boss Russ Penn, who's a very, as we said at the time when he kept, when they first came through. He is a very non-league kind of sounding guy. Uh, Rush Penn's is a great name. It's, it's a, a high quality. He's a sounds like a hard mm. man. Yeah, mm. um, he's he's been keeping an FA Cup diary, further enforcing the idea that they're just here on a sort of jolly holiday. Um, he's going to push the boat. Normally, he has a couple of cartons of lager with the with the opposing manager, but he's going to push the boat out and select a bottle of red. Oh, nice. Trouble is, I don't know my Malbec from my Shiraz. Right. Should so he should don't he do stick that with then. what you know? Yeah, and that's a worry, I thought, for the tactics that he's gonna deploy. He stick with what you know, Kidderminster. Don't yeah. start trying to play I can't believe Kate. Tiki Tacker against West Ham. You're criticizing someone for keeping a diary. Posh people love keeping diaries. It's all letters and notes and all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, and then it comes back to haunt you when you're up in court. <laughs> And then you get released, and then you can release them as memoirs. No, exactly. That's how it yeah. works, right? It's a legitimate revenue re- <laughs> yeah. stream for the posh people. I was going to say though, um, you know, shouldn't Kidman don't give her a right to a Shouldn't Kidman the Harriers have a sommelier that he could consult? What kind of, what kind of operation are they running? National League North team, <laughs> yeah. the Harriers. Listen, we're going to have to cut back. You're going to have to go down to one sommelier. Here. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember well the um, the FA Cup run they had back in the '90s, and everyone was got really behind it. It was it was amazing. So they, um, they beat so, um, Birmingham City, didn't they? Correct, yeah. When Karen Brady was, and David Gold were part of the, you know, it, the it was at, stuff It there. was at St. Andrews as well. Oh, right. in, 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 I think it, was, it got to the fifth round in 94. And everyone was doing this. I mean, I remember, obviously, the TV coverage of football then was very different. But um, Football Focus did a big, like, kiddie for the cup kind of campaign. And everyone was into it. And people, it did, basically, people didn't like football that much. They got well into it. <laughs> waving flags and stuff. And oh, it was Wim- yeah, because Wimbledon wasn't on. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> bit of time yeah. so that, I mean look, if, they, if they can um, replicate that which I, I, I doubt to be honest um, oh Luke come on what that's not that's not like you they're I at home it's on telly so maybe let's have a lovely time and they gave West Ham an almighty scare 28 years ago as you reckon. They lost 1-0 to All them. All right, now. yes. Yeah, I'm sure Jared Bowen think, oh God, not yeah. them again. That was. In- <laughs> Damn, I wish we saw the striker. <laughs> that was in the fifth, that was in the fifth round 
Yeah. So maybe one more round to go. No, no, no. Kidderminster fans got in touch with us, um, and you'd think they would do if they um, because really kids cared about much. it. Yeah. So I mean, maybe we haven't got any Kidderminster Harriers listeners, so we haven't got to worry about it. Oh uh, yeah, fair enough. But I would give them credit for being called Kidderminster Harriers, though. Yeah, nice. And maybe they'll be all right because Kidderminster centre back Geraldo Bajrami plays every game with a garlic clove in his sock. For good Where does that come from? So uncomfortable though. What yeah. he needs are just a clove. Ah, hang on. Is it a clove? The thing that's. Are you thinking of the full garlic? That's a bulb. That's bulb. A bulb. Yeah. So just a clove, I think you can stick down your sock very easily. You watch Nigella every night. You know the difference between a clove and a bulb. I do not watch Nigella every night. I, <laughs> as it, I, our patrons will know if you listen to the most recent Ramble On that I only recently learned how to stop giving myself food poisoning. Yeah, no, so. I've, I've been to your house for dinner, so I don't know. <laughs> You stop giving yourself food I'm only joking. It was very lovely. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, Felling on league side, Boreham Woods are heading to Bournemouth. That's on Sunday at 6.30. Another classic kickoff time. I don't mind if it's in the cup because in cup you've got a bit of licence to yeah. mix also, it up so I quite like a Sunday late afternoon yeah, situation. You, you walk into the living room and you um, flick on the telly at 6.30 on a Sunday. But these guys got to go to Bournemouth. Yeah. That's quite a long way from Boreham Wood. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a big cup game for them, Kate. I'm sure they'll be interested. I'm sure they'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> Do you think they're looking at the community and like, oh, I can't, uh, my young person no, else can't play. I'm not, I can't they play might, in this FA Cup They might start work early on Monday. That might not be, it might not be very convenient for them. But if it's fine for you, Luke, and you're just popping in to watch it on ITV4, uh, that's fine. It's one, well, the fact it's on ITV4. ITV4? That's an insult. It's Spurs a one-off versus time. Brighton are on that as well the night before. Just before the Entourage rerun, is it? Well, ITV4. I, I, do, I do like the idea of Joe Lewis at Spurs having to flick on ITV4 <laughs> to see his club. At, I go, that's it, that's it. That's the <laughs> yeah. destroyer I'm putting up as fucking sale. That's it. The first time Bournemouth would have been in the fourth round in their history, but they're yet to concede a goal. Get excited. Um, Crystal Palace versus Hartlepool. That one's on Saturday at three o'clock. 5,000 fans making the journey to London from the North East. See a more convenient kickoff time, Luke. People My local can, club as well. People so. can travel. Hartlepool. Yeah. No, obviously <laughs> not. Because it's quite the commute. <laughs> yeah. It's quite the commute for me. Yeah. Um, Pete's going, apparently. He is, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, bit of a shame that this is at Selhurst Park, though, in some respects, yeah. even though all more convenient these days for, for you two. Um, in Hartlepool's last home league game against Stevenage, a number of meatloaf songs were played in the build-up in tribute to their man because... Because he is famously a Hartlepool fan. I'm going to take an issue with that. I'm going to take a couple of Hartlepool themed issues, if you don't mind. <laughs> Please. One, Meatloaf is a Hartlepool fan. Meatloaf once said he supported Hartlepool on an episode of Soccer AM in 2003. But have like you t- actually seen him? what he said? No, I haven't seen what he said. Aha! He's a proper diehard. He started supporting them because he needed a team before he went on Soccer AM at 2000, yeah. in 2003. They were like, who's your team then? And normally, presumably, people who don't support football at all, they're just like, oh, Liverpool or somewhere. Tell me one of the big it's ones. It's usually Aston Villa, but go on. So, <laughs> someone, <laughs> big, someone biggish. Anyways, like, I wasn't going to do that. Tom Hanks. What I decided to do was just go down the table all the way down as far as I could go. Oh, Hartlepool. Yeah. Um, and then he read about Hartlepool, who had once, apparently locals had once drowned a monkey thinking it was a Frenchman. That's right. And he was like, mate, <laughs> I am hell. absolutely so fucking it. It's a lovely story. How many games has he been to? <laughs> he said he's been, he said he learned, he's called up the manager. He learned the names of all the players. <laughs> and he's of drowning monkeys. <laughs> How could I help? And he followed them ever since. Yeah, no, it's Meat Loaf. That's my name. <laughs> That's my name, Meat Loaf. And the second issue I want to he take told, Sorry, but, but just to finish, he told the manager at the time in 2003 that things could only get better because they were down in, I don't know, Division 1, I guess it would have been. And uh, he said things can only get better. 
Hartlepool are 16th in League Two. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> I would like to add the second Hartlepool story, the fact that Pete's attending the game. The only two stories I know of Pete going to Hartlepool games is one where he got kicked up the arse so hard <laughs> by an older boy that he couldn't sit down for a week. Pete and the is. other one was oh. when he, he lost his dad. His dad got in trouble. I think that was a Hartlepool game. That might that have been... sound like that was about to be a very sad story. <laughs> you mean he lost him in the crowd? He's not yeah. dead. No, no, yeah, he Pete, lost him in the crowd. Mr. Yeah. Donaldson is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> he's also like, in the Beano. Yeah, I know. It's a really a real Bash Street kid vibe. <laughs> I can just see him like, in the air. Like, you know, his arse is higher than his head. Sit down for a week. This week's also seen a Hartlepool fan in court for punching a police horse prior to the next team's national league. That's become a great football tradition. That's become a great football tradition now. Always in the northeast, I don't know why, but it always happens. Imagine if a horse could be in the arse. Yeah, it could be. That would be a real could mistake. Be a great conflation. Have you seen the size of horse turds? Jesus. Yeah. You'd have um, to find Pete's arse as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah, he's got a little boy's bum. Face. Well, he's had an implant, I thought. That was the old purpose of yesterday. Oh, it's right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess it'd take a bit longer. Mm. But anyway, uh, Manchester United go up against Middlesbrough on Friday at 8 o'clock. You're right there, Bish. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesse Lee, oh, there's all sorts of chaos at, at United still so I don't know why he's still laughing Jesse Lingard's gone against Ralph Rangnick he said Rangnick said he needed some time to relax after not being transferred to another club he said no he never said that and the club told him to take a bit of time off this seems like a shambles yeah it's a I quite admire um, Ragnick's brazenness in coming in and, and, and being quite forthright, but it's twice in the space of two weeks that he said things that players have had to come out and clarify. But to me, well, but to me that says there's something, it's dodgy within the I club, because yeah. what sort of club has played, what, to be able to be confident enough, given that he's supposed to be part of the setup going forward, Ragnick, yeah. to be confident enough to come out and say, oh, you know, my manager's a liar, effectively. That's a pretty odd situation. And, and to be fair, two players who won't be there at the end of the season in Martial likely and definitely Lingard as well. Um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to this. Pogba coming back and Ralph seems to be quite enamoured of him and giving him a new role in central midfield. So we'll see how it goes. Chris Wilder's made a good start to life at Borough though, hasn't he? Winning eight out of 12. He says it's not a sightseeing tour for our players. Potential fragrance of an upset. Fingers crossed. Can't wait. All right, it's time for Betways 4 to score now. It's the time of the week where we do Betways 4 to score. Each week, you pick the first goal scorer in Betways 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. Don't forget, entry is absolutely free. Game number one is Everton v Brentford. Kate, you're up first. Ugh. Uh, tasty one this I think Brian Boyman scored a hat-trick in, their previous, in the previous round of the FA Cup despite coming on as a sub great so fact I feel like if he gets if he starts then he's, surely he's going to score first I think he probably will start game number two is Wolves v Norwich Vish going for the ginger American Josh Sargent possibly the most unrated footballer in the whole Football Ramble office yes yeah. uh, but here's hoping he does the business game number three we've asked our friend Jim to pick it's Manchester City v Fulham here's what he's gone for hello it's Jim here now I was tempted to go with Alexandra Mitrovic but I've checked with this cat and she seems to think that it'll kind of good to win might be might be a smart choice so uh at the advice of this cat, I'm going to go for Ilkar Gundogan to score first uh, in Man City against Fulham. And we didn't take Jim hostage for that voice. He did sound, sound a little bit threatened. as though he was torturing the yeah. cat. Yeah, he was out of breath. What was the cat doing <laughs> to him? Ilkar Gundogan, he says, game number four is Spurs v Brighton. Uh, I've gone for Harry Kane. So, in summary, Umburumo, Sargent, Gundogan, Kane. Uh, if you want to play, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game 
And you can play for free at betway.com forward slash four to score. Further T's and C's apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. For more information, head to begambleaware.org. All right, laptops closed and strap yourself in. Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. It's time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Okay, then. It's time for Luke's game. It's Kate versus Vish. I'm hosting this week. I wanted another run-up at Vish, but the powers that be said, no, no, no. It's Kate's turn to have a run-up at him. So I'm the host. Um, Kate, I think you got this. I, I think, I think it's the first time we've played against each other. In the spirit That's not of... true. I beat you. How have you written that out? Have you when mind? have you beat me? I think she did beat you back in the day once. Oh, yeah. oh really? I've won yeah. so many recently. I just, That's an interesting insight one. into it. That's how his ego is so big, isn't it? Exactly. Because yeah. he cancels out the losses. Yeah, I'm, I'm racking my brains as to the other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vish, would, 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 would the fact that it's FA Cup fourth round make you slightly nervous of an upset? I don't upset think, season. I don't think they should be anywhere near the, the top of the football pyramid. And I think it's beneath those clubs that they have to... Mucking with Who, them. Mace? You mean yeah, Mace? just the FA Cup as well. Actually. Okay, yeah, okay. going to yeah. take you fucking down yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I like the idea that people listen to this show and go, Fish, I make some good points. Quite a funny guy. <laughs> At the end, he's going to turn to the world's worst man, though. I'm just yeah. waiting for that to happen. Anyway, Kate, you are up first because you are ranked below Vish, who is, we must contractually remind people, the reigning champion. Oh, my um, days. You get to go first. So it's a chance to put some numbers on the boards, as Pusha T would say. Right. First player, play for four clubs. I know who Pusha T is. Don't look at me like yeah. that. <laughs> First um, players, play for four clubs. He's still playing to this very day. Uh, and to remind you again, Kate, you get to go first here. He is Adnan Yanazai. Adnan Yanazai. Great player to watch um, four is when he's on song. A, four is such a difficult number. I don't think it is. I think you can really get in there. Get in there early. Get a chance to put some numbers on the boards. As Why Pusha do you not think say. it is? What do you mean you don't think it is? It's nothing to do with what I think. I'm just telling you, I think four is a good number. Last, personally, as a player, I don't want to hear like 15 because it gets my mind in a mess. All right. Give me a number. I can't decide. I think I can do... I'm trying to read Vish here, which is difficult. He's yeah. doing that thing he does with his hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if I say two... Okay. Go for two. He has to do three. Vish? Shit, I think I, I can do three. Fuck, he can do three. We know how the game works, Kate. Just give <laughs> us a number. Do you want him to name three or do you want to do four? Can he actually do three? I'd be very impressed if I could do four, so probably it's safest to, to go with him. Okay, Vish, three, please. One at a time. Name me three of the four clubs that Adyan Yanazai has played for. Oh, he looks cocky. Sunderland? That's correct. Loan spell. Oh. 25 league appearances. I'm fucked. Manchester United. <laughs> Started his career there. Real Sociedad. He's there at the moment. That's 1-0 to Vish. Did he play... F- did he... The one I was going for was uh, Dortmund. Yeah, he was there on loan. That was his Ooh, I totally forgot that. Spare bit time alone at Borussia Dortmund. That's your four. So United, Dortmund, Sunderland and Real Sociedad. A little bit of collaboration there. That was nice. No, that was good. Yeah. yeah. He got the point though. The point's still the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> five clubs for the next player. He's also still playing. Um, he's played for five clubs in total. He uh, will be a name familiar to everyone here and everyone listening. It's Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake. Five clubs Ooh. for Nathan Ake. I'll write something down. That's what I've got to do. If Vish goes for all five, Kate, there's nothing you can do. Oh, here. my God. He's, he's in... He's in... I can't... Yeah. 
Stop commentating badly on this You don't this have game. to keep talking. I don't. You I need to write something down. I'll take care of the hosting. Don't worry. You take, you've hosted really well up until now. Just Thanks, take some darling. time off. Just play. Now comes the important bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll do three clubs. Three. Kate, do I hear four from you? I think I can do... Oh, my days. What is wrong with If me? it were me, I would be going for four here and trying to at least... All right, I'll go for four. Yeah, all right, cool. Good stuff. Vish, can you do five? Yeah, do you four. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> one at a time, Kate. Four clubs that Nathan Ake's play for to tie it up at one all. Okay, so Man City. He's there at the moment. Um, Chelsea. Started his career there. That's two. I'm wondering about some kind of... Like an Ajax or something. But I mean, that's not... Because oh, I can... Bournemouth, I, I know. Yeah, he's, he's been there for He was there for ages. That's three. One more club. It's one of two to name and you're in business. Oh, my face hurts. <laughs> <laughs> did he... Did he... I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking Watford. Very good. That's four. Mm. He, he spent a season on, uh, on loan at Watford. Um, okay. Quite Did well he known, play for Ajax? Quite a well-known loan spell. No, um, or, or one of those lads. If you let me host it, I'll host it. <laughs> I can I can get through it or we can take longer. It's up to you. It's up to you. Uh, he he hasn't played for Ajax. He started at Chelsea. Uh, loan at Reading, but not for uh, many games. A more famous loan spell. Watford, as you named, and then Bournemouth, and then Man City. So that's one all. So Reading would have been the other one. Bloody hell. Exactly. That's one each. Tricky. Vish, um, Kate gets to go first on this next one. I have to remind you, it's one all. Uh, 12 clubs for this next player. He's Ooh. also still playing. Um, in fact, I think every player we've got this week is still playing. So that's interesting. Um, 12 clubs um, for this next player. Uh, if you can name all 12, I'll be very, very surprised. <laughs> it's Chris Wood. Chris Wood. Been in the news recently. But I wouldn't like to go to any more detail on that because that would undermine the spirit of the game. <laughs> Vish, how many can I have from you? No, it's me, isn't it? No, Vish first. Oh, no, no it's Kate no, first. Sorry, Kate, yeah. yeah, apologies, Kate. Do you want to do the hosting? Yeah, maybe I could. Touche. Woo! Well played. Um, how many do you want to do? Three. Three, okay. Vish, do I have four from you? Yeah, I might as well do four. Might as well. No, Kate? I mean, like, I think I'll be, yeah. You'll be fine, won't you? No, five from you, Kate, or not? No, Vish, do it. Okay, four clubs, please, Vish. Um, that Chris Wood has played for out of the 12 in total. Uh, I have to warn you, contractually obliged to warn you, there are some amateur clubs in here. So if you name one of those, it will not count. An amateur club does not count, nor does a semi-pro club. There have to be pro clubs. Four of the 12, please, one at a time. Away you go. I'm going to start with the one I'm very unsure of, Scunthorpe. <laughs> Scunthorpe, you say? That's an interesting place to start. What's the rationale for that? I th- well, I've got the other. Th- I know I've got the other three, but the fourth one was. So you just said Scunthorpe. So I said no, but that was the fourth one. You I'd... don't want to build yourself up and then be yeah, disappointed. Know, yeah, that was yeah. my take as well. Two one Mason. Yeah, right. Not play for Scunthorpe. Two one Mason. Yeah. yeah. At Burnley, Newcastle, Leeds United. Yeah. Um, they're all fine. And then uh, and they're all the three most recent clubs he's played for. Blanked. He started his career at Cambridge FC, which is an amateur club in New Zealand. Then he moved to Hamilton Wanderers, a semi-pro club in New Zealand. Neither of those were counted. Then you'd have gone um, Waikato FC. West Brom, Barnsley, Brighton, Birmingham, Bristol City, Millwall, Leicester City, Ipswich, and then the aforementioned Leeds, Burnley, and Newcastle. Maybe Leicester, I should have got. 2 1 to Kate with two to play. It's an upset on the cards. We're in the spirit of the FA Cup right here. Vish, you get to go first on this next one. <clears throat> Seven clubs in total. Again, still playing, as I've mentioned. Uh, great player to watch. Uh, enjoyed, enjoyed watching his career over the years. 
He's played for seven clubs uh, in, 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 in totality. He is Nani. 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 Yeah. Felt like a bit like he was, because he was Portuguese and all that kind of stuff. I just felt that like he was a little bit under pressure in the post-Ronaldo world. Nani, Nani, Nani. Um, I'm going to start with three. Okay, Kate. I'm going to make him go. Okay, great. Straight away. Three. If you get anything wrong, looks... anything wrong here, you will lose your title to Kate Mason. Do you know how pressured this is? No, I do, yeah. I wish okay. I could have gone four, but I want him to play. Okay, fine. Take Mike takes the decider. Um, the listeners win, whatever happens. <laughs> three clubs, <laughs> the seven that Nani's played for, go ahead. Orlando? Uh, I'll need the full name of the club, I'm afraid. Orlando City? Carry on. <laughs> Valencia? He's drunk on power. Who? Valencia. That's correct as well. Manchester United. Also <laughs> correct. Two all. Don't like the disdain that you questioned me there. Orlando City? Two all. I thought there was something awry. We're going down to the decider. And I was um, wrong. <clears throat> sporting? Manchester yeah. United? Um, <sighs> Fenerbahce? Valencia? Lazio? Uh, Orlando Orlando City? And Venezia, where he currently is. There's a couple of other sporting um, spells in there, but obviously they don't count because it's repetition. Lucky boy in those kits. I can't believe I couldn't remember that. I know, that's what, oh, yeah. that was dangerous. Okay, so we're down to a decider. It's two all. Kate, you've still got a chance here and you get to go first. So the initiative is with you. Right. Okay, this man has played for 11 clubs and he's also still playing. He's a goalkeeper. He is Asmir Begovic. Asmir Begovic. It's not easy, this one. I'll be totally honest with you, it's not easy. Um, go ahead Kate what do you think slip my mind where he is now um, you need to make an offer if you sorry to go, three, if you have to go tactical three. you can go tactical three, three. okay Vish uh, four okay you want to name four yeah okay it's in your hands Vish of the 11 clubs Asmir Begovic has played for I'm going to need four from you Vish um, to retain your title if you get anything <laughs> wrong uh, the title goes to Kate Mason in what will be one of the biggest upsets of the season with due respect to you, mate. Here we go. <laughs> Four in a row. Go for it. So there is one guess in here, and I'll leave it to the end. Um, so Stoke City. 160 uh, league appearances for Stoke City, correct. Bournemouth. 107 league appearances for Bournemouth, also correct. Chelsea. So those were mine. Yep. Played 19 times in the league for them. And what the hell is a four? It all comes down to this. If you can't I know, but I other, don't. The man who did ten, who did a guess of ten. That was different, though. You can't even pick out a fourth. People are going to be rioting. People are going to be quite disappointed in you. Liverpool? You Liverpool, he says, for, to retain his title and stay champion of Luke's game for another week, or perhaps longer, did Asmir Begovic ever play a game for Liverpool? Finally, he flew too close to the sun and Kate Mason takes the title in dramatic <laughs> circumstances from Vish. Uh, oh. Asmir Begovic played for Portsmouth, started his career Portsmouth. there. Portsmouth! It's always cunt. Portsmouth, isn't it? <laughs> La Louvier, Macclesfield Town, Bournemouth, Yeovil, Ipswich, Stoke, Chelsea, Bournemouth again, Carabag, AC Milan, Everton. Oh played for Bournemouth a few times. Everton! Actually. The salient fact is this. Kate Mason is a new champion of Luke's game. Well done, Kate. Congratulations to you. Does that mean I'm the title holder? It is. You've taken the title. You've taken the title. I feel so warm inside. It's great. What a great end to the show. Ah, oh, guys. I don't really want to get out of here now, but I think we probably should mm. leave 
um, Fish to just have a little rest and think about you, what he's you, done. I was tempted to say you've been an honourable champion. That would be bullshit. No, you've certainly no. been a long-standing champion. I have, and for yeah. that, you deserve respect. Yeah, no, I'll take that. Not from her, but I'll take that from you. <laughs> <laughs> My heart rate is so up. If I had one of those monitors, oh, yeah. through the roof. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Luke or Andy are going to take me on. In a few weeks' time, yeah. big stuff to come for the fans of Luke's game, which, presumably, if you're still listening, is all of you. Yeah. Uh, so you're playing Andy next week? No, not, I'm not in next week. I think maybe the week after. Okay, there Stand we go. by. There we go. Stand by. Oh, I wonder how long you'll have it for. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming, Vish. Say bye to the listeners. Bye. Thank you for being so great and such oh, a thanks. great game host, Luke. Thank you. It's very, very um, happy to be here. It's been a privilege. Goodbye. Have a great weekend. Yeah, do have a great weekend, you guys. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.